the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is in our midst. It was, is, and always shall be. We heard the, the gospel passage from Matthew about the Canaanite woman. This very short passage that is read at this time of the year, preparing us as we soon will begin our journey yet again this year through Lent to Pascha, to the Resurrection. This short gospel, though, has been said by some to be troubling. Troubling because it raises questions, questions that all of us may have at one time or the other. We heard that Jesus went to the district of Tyre and Sidon and a Canaanite woman came out and cried, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She had a daughter who was, who was ill, ill with a sickness that is beyond what we oftentimes can imagine. She was demon-possessed. And the first troubling aspect of this scriptural passage is, he did not answer her word. And the disciples came and said, send her away for she is crying after us. And then he answered, which is even more troubling, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and she knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And then he answered even more troubling. It is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, if the gospel ended there, I think that all of us would walk away from that saying, well, what good is this to me? And more, more importantly or more deeply, what, is our Lord cruel? Why would he be cruel to this woman? Why would he treat her this way? Now, there's a little context here that we should understand about this gospel passage. First of all, it means nothing to me when I read it until I understand geographically and culturally what is taking place here. He went to the district of Tyre and Sidon. <clears throat> this area, the land of Canaan, this area is outside of Jewish territory. And I, one of the commentators said, and I read that this is the only instance in the gospel where our Lord, a Jew, left territory that was Jewish into another territory. Now, we were just in Tulsa a few weeks ago at a Goya tournament, and still to this day, we love to have a little bit of fun ribbing each other between us and Houston, the church down there in Houston. Sometimes it gets a little more than fun, but that's Houston down there and we're Dallas up here. But we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. This was not the same. These were, in some instances, sworn enemies between the Jews and the Gentiles, or the Jews and the Samaritans, or the Jews and anyone else, culturally, that was different. A second thing is to understand, and I think this is probably more, uh, more clear to us as we understand this both in our own time and in the time of our Lord, this was a woman who approached a man. 
And the disciples were irritated, annoyed, tired, whatever they were. Beneath the surface here was this reality at this time that how could this Gentile and this woman approach us? And then there's one more thing. So we're talking cultural and we're talking social. There's also this, some commentators would say, this insecurity in the disciples that our Lord, that first of all, that they could not heal her or they could not respond to her need. And our Lord, of course, the Lord of all, the creator of all, knows her need as he knows each and every one of our needs. And that's the first lesson, the first takeaway from this gospel. Because we may not see that or understand that in these words, but in the whole of the gospel, in the whole of the scripture, in the whole of the tradition and the teaching of the church, we see or we should see deeply and understand most essentially for each and every one of us that our Lord knows us. He understands us. And this is why God became one of us in Jesus Christ, where he took on, he assumed our nature. And he, just as we do at times in our life, he experienced the very same things that we experience. And so there was a cultural there was a social, and there was a personal human element to this gospel. And our Lord, commentators would tell us that our Lord was testing not only her, but he was testing the disciples to teach them that even this Gentile, this woman, and this human with a very serious illness was not someone to be discarded, was not someone to be ignored, was not someone that did not need the Lord and through us the Lord. So those of us who are in pastoral care should understand this. It's not always simple. It's not just a little cut that can be healed. That we in pastoral care especially, but those who are in the medical profession, that can be healed. The difficult, the most difficult part of this passage is, even though in this case this woman's daughter was healed, through her persistent prayer and through her beseeching the Lord, we know that not everyone is healed. Not everyone reaches that point of physical healing. Not everyone lives when and how long that we believe or hope or pray that they will. I don't have an answer for that. But what I do know and what I do believe is that just as this woman in this very short period of time 
continued to beseech the Lord for healing. Even though she was tested, even though others would have her go away, others would have her even from coming to the Lord, she persisted and the healing came. We need to persist. We need to continue even when the physical healing does not come or may never come. Because what we see is this spiritual healing. We just laid to rest a beloved member of our community a few days ago. Our beloved Georgia Plumerity Zange. She suffered greatly for many years. Her body was not healed. But we hear from our Lord, as he told Mary and Martha, those who believe in me, though they die, they shall live. And those who live shall never die. He's speaking much greater than our minds can understand. Because we understand what's before us, oftentimes. And especially our loved ones. We're ourselves. None of us want to be in pain. None of us want to suffer. None of us want to die. But the fact is that in all cases, we will. Some more, some to a greater extent. But the destination, the place that we are going is paradise is a place where our souls are healed and healed completely. Those who believe, though they die, they shall live. And they shall live wholly, completely, holy, H-W-H-O-L-L-Y, and holy, H-O-L-Y, and completely and fully in the image and likeness of the way we were created. This is the healing. And through this consistent and persistent prayer, just as this woman had, all of us, each and every one of us, can receive the same blessing of healing and healing completely. It's difficult for us to grasp that. It's difficult for us to come to that truth. This is why we need to keep coming back in prayer to the Lord, even when we don't believe or think or see our prayers answered before us. We must be persistent just as this woman was. And the healing that we seek is a return to paradise, is a return to wholeness, to perfection, not being perfect, but being perfected in the image and likeness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in how we were created. So let this prayer of this woman, this unnamed woman who was an outsider, who was not lifted up or not thought of as equal to those who she came to, who was persistent in her belief and who recognized that her healing and the healing of her daughter 
came from the Lord God, her creator. Amen.